have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the silver and gold, Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> yes, I'm feeling festive, Brian. Yeah, it's that time of year. Mm. You know, uh, silver and gold is one of my favorite uh, Christmas songs. Growing up, I'd always look forward to the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Claymation mm-hmm. series, which our uh, show, which would be shown on television mm-hmm. for those that aren't familiar with it, you know? Because now today everybody uses their phone and all that. That's right. Kids today don't even know what television is. So. Right. Or commercials. Right. <laughs> uh, or Rudolph. Right. You know. This is a tragic, tragic tale. I think it's kind of one of those situations of uh, history rewriting mm-hmm. where they've avoided the story of Rudolph. He's got the red nose, you know. Oh. Sticks out. Yeah. We can't have right. that these days. Right. Look, Rudolph doesn't have an Instagram. Rudolph's um, not on Snapchat. Let's let's just let's just get the elephant in the living room here, Brian. The, I mean, current climate with immigrants and you know yeah. like people coming into our country that yeah, and he's flying across borders, right? And it, he's got a red nose. and he's got a red nose. You know, I, I think Santa's not even going to get past. The, well, I'm upset at the journalists that haven't asked our president what he thinks about Rudolph. You know what I mean? Let's just get to the heart of the issue, right? <laughs> Stop dancing around this. I'm pretty surprised it hasn't come up in one way or another. Well, you know, uh, nothing ceases to amaze us these days. That's right. Strange times we live in. Rudolph's going the way of the dodo. Yeah. Um, On account of his nose. That's right. And I say well-deserved. Wow. Any any reindeer with a nose that freaky. (laughs) But Silver and Gold. uh, Silver and Gold is a great song. (laughs) Yeah. And who's the singer that sings that on the... Um, it's uh, Burl Ives. Burl Ives. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Used to have the Burl Ives Christmas record oh. when I was a kid. I didn't have my My dad had it. We mm-hmm. listened to it every year. Yeah. So. That's a good song. I always looked forward to that part in the, in the, in the um, Rudolph special. Yeah. Everything's kind of coming together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's happy. Mm-hmm. It's all, you know... Um, good uh and speaking of silver and gold glenn we are co-founders of a site called gentleman.com gentleman.com is like digging for silver and finding gold Mm, well said it's a little treasure trove uh right there in front of your face and it all depends on how far you dig you know yeah are you gonna get out with a fork or are you gonna get a dump truck out and get into things that's right you know what i mean Let's go fracking. Yeah. Let's <laughs> open it all up. Let's try. You know? See what's really under the surface. That's right. Um, and uh, if you if 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 you want to just tip the surface, you can go to gentleman.com. That's good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you get a little taste. Just a little hint 
of what's to come once mm-hmm. you get to gentleman.com. Uh, you can head over to podcast.gentleman.com where you can find all the previous episodes of the Gentleman Podcast, all 148 previous episodes, in fact. And you can find, uh, you know, you listen to the podcast episode, you can find links that we're going to talk about during the episode. You can find previous beers that the MTS computer, that's the Mustache Twist Scale computer, has rated, um, which is the empirical scientific computer that we use to rate beers. And uh, you can find a little bit more than that. Enjoyment. Enrichment. Enlivening. <laughs> I, I really was reaching for another. Um, but Ooh. we're just going to have to uh, imagine that uh, there's another Ian word to go on there. And uh, once you've done that, once you've en- enlivened your life, mm. um, you, should, uh, you should get in touch with us. I'm sensing that uh, you want to reach out and touch me and Glenn. Man, that never gets old. <laughs> Still never. <laughs> I just have this feeling that you, dear listener, want to reach out and touch me and Glenn. And uh, you can do so by mm. sending a letter to the Gentleman Mailbag at P.O. Box 442305, Lawrence, Kansas, 60044. We will take your letter. We will get it. We will talk about it on the Gentleman Podcast. We will discuss it amongst ourselves. And then we'll talk about it. Put it up on the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know is the Hall of Fame. And uh, we will likely send you something back in return. Hopefully it's not a lump of coal. Mm-mm. But depending on whether you've been naughty or nice, right. we collaborate. We have a collaboration with uh, uh, Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we have some mm-hmm. some cross-promotion that we do. Mm-hmm. And, and um, yeah. he pays us to put a link on our site. Right. And uh, so anyway, we have this relationship with Santa Claus. And... Um, so we, we get to find out who's naughty and nice, basically. Yeah, we, yeah that that and the Instagram uh, uh, like like for like. Yeah, uh, we think we, we have, have the reciprocation. Yeah, like follow yeah. Santa Claus. He's like, oh, follow gentleman. Yeah, and oh, I really oh, like oh, this website, oh, gentleman dot com. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, and uh, and we send him checks. And, Hashtag promotion. Yeah, uh, but anyway, uh, so that's how you can get in touch with us. If, you, if failing that, if you can't if you can't send us a letter, we get it. We get it. It's uh, it's the nineteenth century, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, uh, fortunately we did set up an internet, uh, email account, which you can get in touch with us at howtogetgentleman.com. You can also go to, I don't know, the social networks. <laughs> just do email. <laughs> just stick to email. It's tried point, and true. Man. Uh, it's the only thing you can trust. Well, you can't really. Google it, Plus has been compromised. I Facebook mean, is compromised. Uh, I'm compromised. Right. Brian has been compromised. Immunocompromised. That's this. The world, you know, you just send us an email or send us a letter. I say we just go with right. that. And failing that, uh, just uh, use Gentleman to get in touch with us. Hey, there you go. Yeah. You, you, which you can do. Um, anyway, Glenn. All right. Well, now that we've uh, we've discussed that, uh, let's get into the media episode, which is the drink of the week this week. Brian, I have a confession. I went to the liquor store and walking in that door, I was like, oh, man. What are we going to do? It's always We've a question. reviewed so many beers. Yeah. And finding a beer that isn't just hop to the max is <laughs> it's tricky business. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I go in, I, I get to the first aisle, the first cooler I look in. Lo and behold, a beer from my favorite brewery uh, I had not seen before was mm. just sitting there looking at me in the face, mm-hmm. staring at me, begging me to pick it up. Walk out of the door with it, and here it is, the Deschutes Baltic Quarter. Okay, which is from their Just Tap series, which mm. is where they—it's uh, kind of like their test bed. 
Okay. They, they they brew it. If they like it, they start bottling it. So this is a new one. Okay. And it's going to be a doozy. It's uh, a Baltic Porter, rich malt character highlights, flavors of toffee, dried fruit, and molasses with a, an edge of smokiness. Mm. Also, there's some banging uh, chalk art on the cover by Ben Woodcock. <laughs> I realize now I used a poor choice of words <laughs> in setting that up. So let's move right along. Uh, <laughs> some stats about the beer. Yes, <clears throat> it costs nine ninety nine, or excuse me, eight ninety nine. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. However, to compensate for the slightly higher price, it is eight percent alcohol. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. Uh huh. Twenty five IBUs. Okay. Got some uh, tons of malts, uh, some Northern Brewer hops, and oh, by the way, a little depressing fact: each beer is two hundred fifty nine calories. So. Uh, yeah, doesn't bother me at all. Totally hoses my diet. Well, um, it's always next year, right? That's right. January first, just January first, right? Yeah, <laughs> starts January first. Anyway, so. as is our custom with porters and stouter beers, we will be opening and pouring. Yeah, um, just kind of been the custom for every beer actually for a while. Year. Yeah, um, and then yeah, so I love porters. I love a good porter stout. Can't go wrong, in my opinion. But and Deschutes has yet to steer us wrong. Deschutes always scores. Deschutes scores. Oh boy! Kind of an anemic pour there. Yeah, I went with the aggressive pour. <laughs> all right. Well, well they, they all kind of equal out there. Very right. cheers. Interesting. Cheers. Mm. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you start some toffee there? Yeah. Or is it... mm. That's interesting. That is smoky. I'm kind of surprised. It's a little thinner than I thought it would be. You know what I mean? It doesn't like, taste too heavy. For a porter. Man, that's surprising that's 8% alcohol. It is. It's very surprising. Good. I like it. It's like uh, eating a big steak. Yeah, a slightly sweet steak. Yeah, it's a good festive beer. I like this beer. It is good. Mmm. Good old shoots. Oh boy, always coming through. Okay, Glenn. Well, um, mm. you know we're about to type these facts in the MTS computer, but before we yep. do so, we always do a ceremonial right. uh, rating by you, a rating by me. And then uh, we let the MTS computer at it. They give us the the MTS computer gives us the empirical, emphatical, mustache twist scale rating, which cannot be disproven by science. No, um, people have tried, mm-hmm. yet failed. Uh, it's based on blockchain, Bitcoin, mm-hmm. um, AI, flat Earth concepts, flat <laughs> flat Earth concepts, <laughs> uh, no landing on the moon right. um, situations. Um, <laughs> But uh, anyway, Glenn. Uh, so just let's get to the point. What, what would you uh, what would you throw on this beer if you had a, a rating to, to put out there? I think I would give it. Uh, it's not my favorite Deschutes beer ever. No, it's not. Uh, I think I would give it a solid eight point seven. Eight point seven. Wow, that's uh, pretty high. I love Deschutes. Yeah, I, I like Deschutes quite a bit too. And I like a good porter. Uh, yes, uh, I was going to give it an eight point three. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, I think it's. Um, 
you know, you, you got to appreciate the value that Deschutes offers mm-hmm. at $8.99. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a high alcohol percentage content, which mm-hmm. is uh, typically that's a higher priced commodity, but mm-hmm. this is not. Um, they're experimenting with a different yeah. kind of thing, which I like. Um, and I do like porters. So I was going to go 8.3. So, um, so, but anyway, the point is that doesn't really matter. No. The only thing that matters no. is our empirical, emphatical, um, unbelievable mustache twist scale computer. And, uh, I'm going to type these facts into the computer. And, uh, as we all know, it will spit out a empirical scientifically proven score for the Baltic Porter from Deschutes Brewery. So, um, we said that the, uh, price was eight ninety nine. The alcohol by volume is 8%. Mm. The IBUs are 25 and it is a quarter style brew. Yes. Were there any other facts I need to type in here before we... I don't think so. I mean, okay. there's no food pairing. Which is a little sad. That usually is just shoots, and yeah. then also they, they, they usually, usually have a recipe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say, I would say, if I had I, this is a beer. This is not, I'm not going to say this very often. I wish it had a little bit more hops. Interesting, a little interesting, flat. Uh, interesting observation from the no hops guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, Glenn. Well, I think the uh, the no hoppers, <laughs> the no hoppers. Um, that's our only conspiracy theory is no hops. Um, so I think, you know, I, I think the MTS computer is finished up. I'm just going to step up and go get the okay. report from the MTS computer. And okay. then I'll come back. I'll read it off. And then we'll know exactly what the empirical emphatical score for the um, Baltic Porter from Deschutes Brewery is. Very good. Oh, boy. Ugh. Just got to walk over here to this oh, machine that sits in the corner Pick this report up. You want to go? No. Uh, okay. Got it. Uh, you know, this is, as usual, in-depth. You know, the NPS computer really never disappoints. I learn so much when I read these reports after the... Because if I read these reports, I mean, they're, you know, 100 pages long. And, you know, the podcast would be several hours... But I'm just going to get to the point where it really... Yeah. You just go for right to the point where it matters. Cascade you know? Mountain Range. And um, the MTS computer came back with a score of 8.5. I'll, I'll, that's a good, solid, right down the middle of the road. It is. Yeah. I, I think it's a it's a strong scoring mm. for a you know an experimental that's right. beer from Deschutes. Hey, just keep them coming. Just that's keep right. trying. You know? That's right. We're here to encourage you. The MTS computer is here to encourage you. So I like to think that we're a positive influence and force, you know. Yeah, Brian. Speaking of, you know, our positivity, like we we like to encourage, you know, craft brewers, right? Their, their endeavors to so just keep trying, mm-hmm. keep trying things, just keep going. Uh, but you may have heard of a little website called beersnob.com, right? Where the premise of the site is to do the exact opposite: tear it down, right? You know, find the small little inconsistencies and mm-hmm. you know the, the the grain of sand and the microscope Arbitrary. kind of deal. Right. Well, actually, that's a problem. That's a big problem. So maybe, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, Princess and the P kind of. Yeah. With your beer drinking, anyway. Um, so to kind of fact check, I guess, or pr- provide a fr- frame of reference, we go over to beersnob.com every time we read a beer, mm-hmm. 
and find their rating for the beer we just rated. And they rated um, the Just Tapped Baltic Porter by Deschutes Brewery an 8.52. So almost... Uncomfortably I- close. Identical to the Two hundredths of a point. I'm uneasy now. Um, it's... That like feels, we, you know, that feels a little bit too close. Uh huh. Um, I'm thinking a little patent infringement might be going on, which is why we have legal beagles and why <laughs> we may have to get them involved with this. Uh, let me just read a paragraph from the top. Top, yeah. getting a why not review here? Why not? What a beautiful beer! Not exactly what I think of when I imagine a Baltic porter, but the crystal clear, deep crimson color is seductive and full of trickery. Highlighted with burnt chest... Okay, that's... I can't do it anymore. Trickery? The point is... It's an 8.5. It is. We all know this. It's ins- it's scientifically provable. Right. Thanks to our algorithmic computer that we <laughs> built. Uh, okay, right. Glenn. Well, let's... Uh, we, we know what the real score is. We know what the beer snobs are trying to uh, pull over on everybody. Absolutely. And uh, we can move on, thankfully. Just some interesting posts from Journal.com in the last two weeks or so. Brian... Batting lead off, we have a post by our good buddy Zombie Cat Bacon. Ah, yes, Zombie Cat Bacon. Zombie Cat. Oh, Zombie Cat. You have posted yet another fantastic read, and this one's from Open Culture, and it's titled How J.R.R. Tolkien Influenced Classic Rock. Mm. Now, when I think of Tolkien and Classic Rock, I immediately think of Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I first heard about the fact that uh, Stairway is actually bi- you know based on Frodo's uh, I can't remember which part of the story in Journey to Middle Earth. I, I can't remember, um, but or maybe it's Ramble On. Maybe I'm thinking of Ramble. I don't know. There's so many songs that, that Zeppelin had that I don't think Stairway to Heaven is that because I think maybe there's a lot of, of different on. interpretations of what Stairway to Heaven's about. But I think Ramble On. They also have a song called Misty Mountain Hop. You know <laughs> that would make sense. Uh, but yeah, during that Led Zeppelin four. When they were recording that, they were, you know, a lot of the lyrics, a lot of the lyrics have some Tolkien references in in them. Yes. And uh, in this article from Open Culture, they have um, uh, a quote from Robert Plant, lead singer of Led Zeppelin. He talks about how uh, when he was reading, uh, when he was reading the books, he said that they just kind of uh, dissolved into him, that they just became Mm. part of him. Anyway, this is a really fascinating article. Um, and they, they kind of alluded to the fact that one of the reasons why Tolkien was used so much in classic rock is because you have um, lots of different personas. You have you know somebody leaving something that's comfortable and going into the unknown. Mm-hmm. You have Mordor, which is basically hell. Yeah. <laughs> and so like a lot of metal bands really gr- latched Gravitate. onto the, hell, yeah. <laughs> the Mordor side mm-hmm. of things. Anyway... Um, so, interesting read. I, I, I liked it a lot. They pointed out a lot of bands I hadn't thought of. Did you know, Brian, uh, that the Beatles were very much into Tolkien? Mm. And at one point, they pitched... Uh, they wanted to remake the the old school Lord of the Rings film. And they wanted to cast John as Gollum, Paul as Frodo, Ringo as Sam, and George as Gandalf. And so they uh, approached Stanley Kubrick to direct it. And Kubrick, uh, he was like, you know, it's the songs I feel badly about. You guys could have banged out a few good tunes for this. But Tolkien uh, immediately turned it down. Um, 
And he's been on record saying that he didn't like the Beatles. <laughs> well, you know, uh, <laughs> most people wouldn't take that uh, approach with the Beatles. But I have to say, Tolkien was pretty right on with that. I, if I had to imagine how that movie would have gone, it wouldn't have gone great. I'm thinking Yellow Submarine with Hobbits. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, you know, the Beatles did a lot of good things. I'm not mm. trying to... Paul, look, I know you're listening. I am not trying to take away from the accomplishments that you had in your right. illustrious career. Right. But uh, Tolkien saved your bacon on that one. Yeah, he did. Because that could have really kiboshed your, <laughs> the rest of your career there. Man, what a, what a, yeah. Especially if you think about today's, you know, society, like, yeah. you can't screw up. Yeah. It's I'm dead serious here. That would have been a massive screw up. Mm. Or maybe it would have kept them together. Maybe, maybe this was maybe this was later in the career, and they they disagreed on their roles. And, right. and but we all, I, we can always agree on the fact. John's like, I don't want to play Gollum. Paul's like, but I'm Frodo. <laughs> but I'm Frodo. Um, I'm Sam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Who knows? It's all conjecture on my on my part. But you never know. If Stanley Kubrick was going to be involved, it may have been okay. I mean, that is a wild notion. Uh, Clockwork know? Orange meets uh, J.R. Token meets the Beatles. Are you, are you? I have a friend who really likes the old school cartoon Lord of the Rings. Is that you? That's I, not you. No. Okay. I, I tried to watch it. Yeah. Eh, it's hard. I, I'm cool with the, the early 2000s. <laughs> the, the Peter one. Jackson yeah, uh, reimagining. That, that's, <laughs> that's more of my speed. Okay. Maybe maybe it's lit. Maybe it's my wife. I can't remember if she liked. I think it's something if you grew up watching it. Yeah. Like, if that was that. your first, yeah, you know. I could see that. But then, not that, not that you know, she likes that more than the, the, the modern versions. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> what might have been. Yes. This is a great read. Uh, go check it out. Um, lots of interesting factoids about uh, metal and, and classic rock and all that good stuff. It's a great fodder for... Uh, heavy metal songs. <laughs> so many great uh, imagery things going on there and uh, <laughs> ways to write a gloomy metal song about. That's right. In fact, I'm going to go write some metal songs about Lord of the Rings after this. I mean, think about it. You, you have to take this thing into hell yeah, and drop it in there knowing you might not return. You probably right. won't. Right. And your best friend's trying to screw you the whole time. Man. What? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Can't trust Gollum. No. Um, and speaking of not trusting many things, um, Glenn, I, I I found this article that uh, really caught my eye because we're such fans of McDonald's. Yes. Um, Unabashedly. We yeah, we're not ashamed of loving McDonald's, and Mm-mm. and I do. Some people could call me McLovin instead of McKinney. And because uh, I'm loving it, but uh, the the point is, this is an article called "Man Eating McDonald's Hash Brown While Driving Gets Ticket," and this is from uh, a little-known site called Time.com, which mm. I've never heard of, but uh, apparently this is uh, a, a well-known website uh, by some people. Uh, but in Connecticut, uh, there was a man named Jason Stiber, and he was issued a $300 distracted driving ticket, and. He says, according to his account, he was eating a hash brown, and they thought, the police thought, that he had a cell phone near his mouth. Um, 
But he contends that that wasn't the case, that in fact he has Bluetooth and he has no reason to have his cell phone near his mouth. And that uh, he was really just eating a McDonald's hash brown. And uh, he went to court to, uh, to, to dispute this, and he lost. But Mr. Stiber, um, like the true American hero he is, isn't giving up. And he says he's going to fight for justice. And he's mm-hmm. taking it to the superior court. And he's going to fight back again. And uh, it, this is the direct quote from Mr. Stiber. He said, I'm going to trial for justice. That's <laughs> And uh, I say, serious. I say, God bless you, sir. For yeah. hash brown enthusiasts, mm. you know, I, I've been thinking a lot about the McDonald's hash brown, and for a long time, you know, um, I was I didn't understand it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, because I would go to like let's just say the the alternatives here, like you know, back before I was cultured, right? I would go to say like Burger King. Or something for a breakfast sandwich. Yes. Or I would go to Hardee's or something like that before I really grew into a mature person and exclusively started getting breakfast at McDonald's. And I was always like, you know, other uh, fast food restaurants will have the bite size, you yeah. know, little hash browns yeah. you throw in your mouth and those are yeah. good and everything like that. And I, I never got the fact that it's this weird big thing, you know, that you... Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, what do you do with this? Mm-hmm. And then I realized it was for on-the-go eating. That was the point of it. It's right. brilliant. Right. But no one ever explained that to me. Right. I had to, I had to arrive at that conclusion as I grew older and I matured and developed as a man. I finally found uh, – I put two and two together one day. I was looking – it was like um, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. I picked up the hash brown and I looked at it. And it was like that, dun, dun, and that music started, and I was like, "Oh, it makes sense! Yeah. It's to hold and eat. Yeah. You put the whole thing, and you can hold it. Yep. It's amazing." Little and sleeve. Now we're at a point in time in the world where people are getting three hundred dollar tickets, right? For taking taking advantage of this incredible modern invention, and I'm not talking about cell phones. Right. I'm talking about hash browns, right? Brian, this is this is a classic uh, cell phone hash brown. He said, she said. I yeah. Right. Right. I mean, we've seen this once. We've seen this a thousand times. Man. And I. Classic overreach. Right. You know. Right. Uh, there is a quote from the officer. Um, I would understand if he was talking into the hash brown. You know. Right. Right. Or he just really enthusiastically, like you know, he's. Or, let me ask you this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What if the officer said, yeah, maybe it was a hash brown, but I think he was distracted by it? You know what Guilty. I mean? Guilty. Guilty. Guilty as charged. <laughs> right. Yes. I'll, I will give you that. I'll, I'll concede that point. <laughs> but it, I have Bluetooth, so there's no way, officer. Uh, the officer, uh, Julian Cabana, said, and I quote, he was pulled over for talking on his cell phone and given an infraction. I'm sure his claim is different. Oh. So That's a little condescending. Yeah. Yeah, I think Jillian's I, a little afraid. I will of what's say, come out in this trial, right? Right, the old body cam. I think maybe uh, Jillian's a Burger King <laughs> or a Taco Bell breakfast guy. Ooh, he doesn't. He didn't want to admit. He, yeah, man, he's probably like a. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I will say. say Hardee's has some. I haven't had Hardee's breakfast in a long time. But back in the day, they used to be really, really good. We used to have Hardee's all over the place, and now yeah. the only Hardee's within 100 miles of here is on the interstate turnpike about yes. 
30 yeah. <laughs> minutes up our, the interstate from here. Right. And it's, it's not convenient. <laughs> I, I have to say, I, I'm going to you know go on record here and say that I have stopped mm. at that Hardee's. And I greatly enjoyed their hamburger when I, when I had it. They have a great hamburger. It's good. It's very good. So are they part of the Carl's Jr. family? Is that the... Okay. Yeah. They merged a while ago yeah. and, you know... I remember their uh, cinnamon raisin biscuits. Oh, yeah. That's oh. a... That's a oh. That is a classic. That's I, a classic. And yeah. I collected, like, all the California raisin... Mm. Did you remember those? Uh, yeah. Do you, yeah, I remember those. Anyway. Yeah. Brian, here's, here's my next question. All right. So, I'm surprised, one, that that... Ray A. Kroc, or whoever in the McDonald's empire invented this magical, crispy, yeah. flat hash brown. Right. I, aliens. I think. <laughs> Alien technology. Yeah. yeah. I don't think any human being could have come <laughs> up with that. Well, I think you're right, because let me tell you this. A normal human would have... The first thing... Here's my biggest problem with this hash brown. How can you dip into ketchup? Uh, I mean, then you got to squirt it on the, the, the thing, yeah. or you got to... That's true. I mean, the little round things That's just true. don't work. You know, so, maybe that's the next innovation, is the, the ketchup to go with the hash brown. Here's an idea. What if, instead of a um, kind of a rounded edge, they had like uh, kind of jagged edges? Like two prongs, basically. So you dip it in once, and then the ketchup, and then dip it in the other side. And okay. You know. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe we should pitch this to McDonald's. <laughs> I Yeah. Listen, I don't want any money. I just want hash browns for life. I want money. You take the money, Brian. I'll take the hash browns for less. <laughs> I'm, I'm on board with that. Okay, Glenn. Well, speaking of money for life, uh, let's move on to our final um, <clears throat> our final tactic we want to talk about tonight. Okay. The good people at uh, thenerdist.com have published an article that I find very uh, interesting, and so did our intrepid reader, Le Creuve. Um Not reader. Member. member. Why am I saying yeah. reader? Well, I guess maybe a reader, with, reader and right. member of the site. Advocate. Yeah. Um, Lechriev posted, Iconic Roald Dahl stories are coming to Netflix as an animated series. Mm. This is going to be awesome. Um, Netflix is, surprise, surprise, getting some children's... Uh, they love to go after the nostalgic uh, stuff yeah, and remake do. it. Yeah. Which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going after Roald Dahl's, some of his uh, best works... And they're going to make animated series out of it. Um, there's a trailer up on the Nerdist website, which you know we won't go into. But it, actually, the, the trailer doesn't do much other than kind of unveil a... That they're doing this. Right. Yeah. They're doing it. We're making this stuff. Yeah. But uh, here's, some of the, here's some of the features they're going to be showing. Mm-hmm. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, obviously. Mm. Matilda, obviously. Mm. The BFG, Brian, which stands for Big... Big funny? F- furry? It's... Fit? Fizzle giant? I don't know. I can never remember the F. Right. I'm not sure. I mean, I can. I just can't. Uh, Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator, of course. Mm. Um, going Solo. I don't know what that one's about. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I've done that before. Uh, Henry Sugar, Billy and the Minipins, and the Magic Finger. So lots yeah. of, lots of uh, you know. Lots of ground to cover there. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how long these are going to be, but Charlie and Shock Factory seems like a hard one to do in 30 minutes or something like that. It must be a pretty long... I don't know how they're going to do that. Yeah. But we Uh, won't have to guess. We won't have to speculate in uh, short order because Netflix is going to tell us. Well, you know, the uh, the nice thing about this is this like an animated series. I mean, 
I absolutely loved Charlie and the Chocolate Factory growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that movie, I love that movie. Um, and uh, But the thing is, you know, with a lot of movies like that and, and you know, some of the other stories that he's done, uh, real life doesn't do it justice. Mm-hmm. You've got to have animation to kind of make the magic happen, you know? Uh, it's like as a- as good as you know, but the thing is that Charlie and Chocolate Factory movie for the 1960s, yeah, they got it done. With, yeah, they did. You know the psychedelic scene and the, right, you know all the stuff they built for that was pretty incredible. We talked about on the podcast before about Gene Wilder. Mm. We toasted him, I think, and he he uh, one of the conditions for him taking the role was that he had a bunch of edit. He had some certain things that he wanted to change in the script. Oh, really? For the better. Yeah. And they ended up being. Really? I can't remember. Obviously, I yeah. can't remember now. But yeah. if you go back and listen to episode, I don't know, seventy something. Seventy. I was thinking seventy nine. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, you're right. It was a fantastic movie. Yeah. So it'll be hard to beat, but it'll be well, so different. I'm. You know, I'm not familiar with some of these other stories, so I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing some of these and and familiarizing myself with them. I know BFG is. That's a that's a Spielberg movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Matilda. Matilda's been made. Yeah. You know. Uh, James and the Giant Peach, which isn't a part of this animated thing, right. but that's a, a famous one. Oh, that's yeah. Okay. I forgot about that one. I wonder yeah. why it's not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe because there's already an animated version of it or something uh, like that. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, look for... look for If you're a Raul Dahl fan, then look for uh, the animated series coming up from Netflix in the near future. It's a pretty cool story. I'm uh, looking forward to watching that one. Um, the thing I love about Raul Dahl is... like. His stories are great, but there's also like the the illustrations and the stories themselves kind of dark. Like yeah, a little kind of a little yeah, you know. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you know that psychedelic scene. Yeah. I had nightmares about that for yeah. years after I was a kid. Round you know? and round and yeah. round she goes. Yeah, it is a little dark. But, you know, that's, that's But yeah, that's what you, you know, if you're on a psychedelic trip, that's, that's what you right. expect, Brian. Yeah. You You're in you it might for a get while. thrown off the boat. You never right. know. Right. You never know. Sucked up into the chocolate tube. That's right. Well, anyway. <laughs> uh, speaking of... No. Not that. Uh, it's time for the toast this week, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> Good. And, uh, yeah. And uh, this is... This is horrible news. This is just... You know, this <clears throat> is... This was gut-wrenching when I saw this. Yes. Um, Somewhere... It's a sad day. Many... Many episodes ago, we reported on Roger, <laughs> the buff <laughs> fucking kangaroo. <laughs> and this guy, Roger, Roger, you, you can't you can't do this guy justice unless you go look at a picture of Roger that we'll I'm sure post on gentleman or podcast.gentleman.com. But Roger is really buff. I mean. <laughs> He's the kind of guy that you don't want to go into a bar and uh, accidentally spill your drink on his shoes. Right. He's he's going to turn around and kick your ass for it. Right. He's a Schwarzenegger of kangaroos. Yeah. And uh, he's, you know, he's famous for <laughs> crushing buckets and uh, crushing hopes and dreams. But Roger... Uh, and crushing hearts. I'm sure he's crushed a lot of kangaroo hearts. Uh, Roger the kangaroo... Um, uh, he passed away, unfortunately, mm. recently, and this is this is sad because a couple years ago we featured him on the Gentleman Podcast and uh, discussed his uh, robust uh, physique. Fig- physique, yeah, 
in uh, great detail. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, that uh, Rogers Rogers now gone, and he was the young age of twelve. Mm. Um, kangaroos in the wild can live to be twenty two. Mm. So he really was, you know, he he's like. Uh, you know James Dean or something right, like that. He was right. he uh, he he died too early. Why? Yeah. <laughs> why do they have to? Why do the good ones always yeah. die young? Why do the good die young? I don't know. But Roger was one of those. Uh, um, Roger. <laughs> he, you know, I, I, if I gotta if I gotta speculate, Brian, it was probably the roids. <laughs> probably the kangaroo roids. <laughs> you can only juice it for so long before you know. He really took it to the max. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, he really, he really took it as far as he could go, you know. Uh, you, you know, the, Brian. The thing I love about this website and this podcast is that somehow we've uncovered this vein, this niche of crazy buff kangaroos, yes. and like yeah. them fighting dogs right. and them fighting humans, humans. or just you know yeah. crushing cat trash cans. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I never yeah. would have. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I never would have gone down this path. Buffaloes and, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. But uh, anyway, the point oh is Roger. Gosh. Roger's no longer with us. No. And, and But I did I did post on my, um, on when I when I posted this to the site, that mm. uh, rest in peace, Roger. I'm sure wherever you're at, you're still kicking ass. <laughs> yeah, he is. And I agree. So anyway. Oh. Roger. I bet he had too big of a heart. Right? Probably. Just couldn't Probably keep, died of too big of a heart. Just couldn't sustain it. Yeah, absolutely. He loved life. Roger did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Glenn, well, that's som- somber news. <clears throat> it certainly is. So let's move on to something lighter, which is the... Um, hot button topic. topic. And uh, <clears throat> this week, Glenn, um, I've been getting some... Uh, a little sprinkling of emails this year in uh, ye old uh, email basket. Okay, and uh, it starts with it starts innocuously enough mm. with uh, Black Friday, mm-hmm. and then Black Friday comes and goes, mm-hmm. and I start getting emails about Cyber Monday. Yep, and then Cyber Monday comes and goes, and now I'm getting emails about a thing that I've never heard of before in my life. Right. right. Green Monday, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently, uh, Green Monday is—it uh, was coined by eBay in 2007, mm. which I was unaware of. This is the first year I've heard about it, right? Uh, but it is uh, typically the second Monday of December. So, so Cyber Monday is the Monday after Thanksgiving, and then Green Monday is the second Monday in December. And Cyber Week is the Monday, Cyber Monday, throughout yeah. Friday, basically. Yes. So, so um, okay. I'm I'm having a hard time keeping up with all mm. the um, yeah. the deal days. You yeah. know what I mean? It's bewildering, right? Um, I know you're for Green Monday. Absolutely. Yeah, I know that you were <laughs> telling me earlier how yeah. much a oh, fan yeah. you were of Green Monday. Uh, yeah, Brian. So I was surprised too this year. I had yeah. I wasn't aware of this. Right. I'm going to be honest, sometimes all these sales kind of blend together, but this year I really took notice. Right. Uh, I noticed, I don't know, four or 50 e-retailers uh, right. sending me tons of emails, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I 
I was pretty happy because yeah. I, I actually hey. bought something on Green Monday. Yeah. Um, uh, a Christmas present. Wow. So, to myself. And, <laughs> um, and so I was, I was, I'm all about Green Monday. Yeah. I say mm-hmm. this is capitalism at its finest. Right? Yes. Right. I if, know you're pro capitalism. We've talked right, about that. Right, yeah. right, right. If, 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 if we are, as a society, going to yes. spend this much money, right? retailers should take advantage of it. Yeah. All right? Absolutely. Yeah. The consumer wins. Right. You know, I I, I, I bought a Kindle half off, basically. Wow. Um, yeah, that's a hell of a... It was a good green day. Monday. It was a good day. Green Monday, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. My, 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 my Circa 2010 Kindle was on life Ooh. support. I was... Yeah, I've got one. Giving it mouth to mouth, basically, every time I used it, so... Yeah. So, yeah. Green Monday... I'm a big fan. Okay. I'm a big wow. fan. You can't have too many of these uh, days, S- cyber colors deals. and days yeah. between Christmas and Thanksgiving. Well, this is, uh, so this is the, you know, the th- okay, we said so we, this is like the third or the fourth uh, major sale day mm-hmm. or something. Um, and then there's like another, there's Amazon Prime Day. Prime Day. In which June? is in June. Is it, is it six months later? I think so. Is yeah. it like Christmas in July right. kind of deal? Which yeah. I think I bought something at. Yeah, uh, my support for these days varies greatly depending on what's on sale. Mm. You know, if my needs as a person, and then by needs I mean strictly the essentials, like home a automation, seventy-five inch television, or <laughs> you know, a uh, pair of roller skates. You That's know, right. if I'm in the market and roller they happen skates. to be offering the deal, uh, then then yeah, I'm for it. Mm. But this year. No Green Monday deals intersected with my needs. And so I am feeling like this was a useless holiday. I was being abused by wow. the emails I was getting. Wow. I had to read these emails. I had Whoa. to read through all their deals. I had to look through and see if there was anything that was really speaking to me that I needed to have in my life. And at the end of the day, I said, no, it's not. It's not needed. It's too much. I can't handle this. Until the next deal comes around. Which may intersect with the things that I want, and if that's the I case, see. then I'm okay with it. Well, I I think you missed out, Brian. I don't think I don't know if you looked hard enough. I don't know if enough people emailed you personally. That's true. I only noticed one email about it. Oh, really? No, yeah. uh, my good friend Michael Dell uh, oh, emailed wow. me. You're, yeah, that's right. Uh, Michael Dell emailed me. Yeah. Um, Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Yep. He sent me quite a few emails. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else. It was mostly those two characters. Um, yeah. Which is funny because I haven't bought anything from Michael in a long time. Sam Walton, Sam, I from yes. Beyond the Grave. <laughs> yeah, posthumously uh, <laughs> kicking up some dirt on the uh, Green yeah. Monday. Yeah, I, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So I, it was good to see to hear from my old friends. Yeah, definitely. And the, the moguls all and, got in touch. Uh, with I support them. You know, right through. You know, Green you throw them a bone. Yeah, you know, buy them a, buy a candle. Well, if I'm no. going to be honest, I thought it had something to do with like environmentally. You know, that's when sound. I saw the word. I, I saw that. I, I, I like, said the same thing. Like, what does that mean? Do, yeah. Should I buy Monday? some like renewable? Yeah, I don't know. Solar or? panels for the house, or <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, uh, this is this is interesting. It's uh, it's hard to um, you know. It seems like once I think you know, like Andy Warhol famously said, "In the future, everybody's going to have fifteen minutes of fame." Mm. I think in the future, every day between Thanksgiving and Christmas will be a cyber sale day. Yeah, you know, every retailer will have their own cyber sale day mm-hmm. in in the future. 
That that would be my prediction. Why don't we get ahead of this, Brian? We have a gentleman, gentleman day. day. Gentleman Day is four days before Christmas because you'll be trying to uh, buy your gifts at the last second, and we'll provide you with great deals uh, four, four days before Christmas. Yeah, and it's the shortest uh, day of the year. Yes. Uh, winter solstice. That's right. So, I think, right, 21st? Perfect. Perfect. So. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's... Uh, Gentleman Day. I uh, like it. Golden Gentleman Day. Right. Gentleman Golden Day. Just the 21st. I like it. Yeah. You know what's great about that is we're really helping people. Right. You know what I mean? Because everybody's got Christmas gifts they got to buy. And mm-hmm. you know you're running late Last on Last second. Them. Last second Christmas things. And here we are with the deals. Boom. Right there. We promise that your gifts will be there by Boxing Day. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, yes, we will. If you order on the 21st, uh, promise you sometime in 2019 the gifts will arrive. Yeah, yeah. But the nice thing is you just put an IOU in the stocking. That's part of the whole day. That's part of the whole yeah. mystique of it. It's on the way. Yeah, it's uh, on the yeah. way. Don't, yeah. Here's a gentleman IOU. Yeah. It's a special oh, thing. You know there what I mean? There you go. It's an, extra, it's an extra thing. You know, people will be opening their stocking and there'll be a gentleman IOU in there. And they'll be like, oh, what's this going to be? You'll find out after Christmas. Nice. So it's like you get a special Christmas gift afterwards. It's like these uh, shopping holidays, right? Yeah. Now there's more than one Christmas. Yeah. Exactly. Multiple Christmases. Oh. Yes. I like this idea, Brian. Jeez. This is just, you know. Spitballing here. I know. We should really work on this holiday thing more often. This is amazing. Baltic Porter is really kicking in. Yeah, it really is. Um, <laughs> okay, Glenn. Well, we started on opposite sides of the aisle. Mm. And then we came together. Season of love and, you know, togetherness. <laughs> we I think created a new holiday. <laughs> we created a new It's amazing. We were supposed to disagree. Yeah. Somehow we uh, came out ahead. That's right. Both of us. I think everybody came out ahead on that one. Okay, Glenn. Well, I'm, I'm happy with that result, so I'm just going to cut that off right there. Yes. Uh, and that means it's time for the uh, final segment, which is the questions from the gentleman mailbag. And uh, this week, Glenn, I, you know, it's, it's that time of year. Tis the season. And I've been uh, getting into my stock of Christmas movies. Mm. And uh, I was watching a couple of films, and I realized that some of the best Christmas movies, not all of them, but some of the best Christmas movies have great Christmas villains. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question is, what, uh, what's your favorite Christmas villain of all time, from from a Christmas movie, a Christmas story, uh, you know, what have you? I, I had to think about this for a little bit. Um, I think I, I think the best Christmas villain is uh, from the movie National Lampoon. Oh wow! National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. Yeah, Chevy Chase's boss is none other than Frank Shirley, mm. his penny pinching, you know, corporate owner. Uh, but Jelly Brian, cup. that's right, yeah, right. Uh, every year, you know, Chevy Chase is dreaming. Of, he, this year, he's like, you know what, guys? I'm gonna Got build that a bonus pool. coming. Got the bonus coming. If I get it, I'm building a pool. Yeah, and he gets it, and it's a Jelly of the Month Club, right? And it's a major letdown. So his well-intentioned uh, son, no, brother-in-law, mm-hmm. um, goes and steals the boss. Anyway. I like him personally because he's played by Brian Doyle Murray. Yes. Bill Murray's brother. Mm-hmm. But Brian Doyle Murray, Brian, 
Brian, this Brian, mm. Brian McKinney. Yes. You well know because he is an avid K State uh, supporter, right? Lived in Manhattan for several years. Yeah, his wife is from Emporia. Yeah. Looked, I looked up the tie, and I, I imagine she went to K-State. I don't know. She did go to K-State. Okay. Yeah. So there's a tie there for you, and it only makes sense for me to have a K-State fan be a villain in a movie. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's why I think Frank... That takes the cake, huh? Surely is mm-hmm. the is the the tops, the, 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 the penultimate yeah. villain well, in Christmas movies. He's a good, he's a good villain. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that's mine. What about you? Okay. Well, I thought of a couple, and, and you know, there's the, the classic example, which would be Mr. Potter from mm. It's a Wonderful Life. Yep. Uh, he's kind of the archetypal um, villain, you know. Humbug. In, a, in, an old, in a movie, yeah, like a Scrooge or something mm-hmm. like that. And he, he's great. That the I'm not sure the actor's name that plays uh, Mr. Potter, but it's, <laughs> it's he, he's got it down. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they just got an old cranky man that has millions of dollars and wheeled him in and said, hey. Pretend somebody's trying to take your money. Get pissed off at this guy. And uh, they. Pretend they he's asking you for a raise. Got it done. But uh, my favorite, I, I think my favorite villain mm-hmm. is a little character named Stripe. Oh, from Gremlins. Gremlins is one of my favorite uh, Christmas movies, <laughs> and because it crosses the genres of horror movie and um, Yuletide and and mm-hmm. Christmas time, mm-hmm. you know, um, the whole story takes place around Christmas time. But it features a classic movie villain, which is Stripe, the 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 leader of the Gremlins, that tricks uh, the kid into. Turning him, turning him into from a or from a mogwai into a gremlin, and then he runs, wreaks havoc, mm-hmm. you know, by jumping into the swimming pool, right? Multiplying himself. I mean, he's hanging out at the movies, he's shooting people at the bar. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, this guy's all over the place, right? And uh, you know, I think that uh, I think that that takes the cake for me. Mm. There's there's a lot of candidates on the list, but that character. Mm. You hate him, you love him, you know, you can't get enough of him mm-hmm. until he's uh, destroyed. Right. And the end, uh, and burned to a crisp. Right. Probably. So. That's all villains should be. Well, you know. Sometimes you have a change of heart. Sometimes you just got to go out with a blaze of glory, you know? <laughs> Crispy. Yeah. Uh, and if you haven't seen Gremlins, I'm sorry about... Uh, Sorry about spoilers. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So stripes my favorite. Okay, stripes my favorite. Okay, that's a good one. I I, yeah. uh, I had thought for sure you were gonna say um, like uh, in love actually the the writers the writers of the movie. the writer because they are the villains they are the villains because because the, okay I would probably go with the director the director or maybe okay. the movie studio combination that created combination it. of the two yeah okay okay um, but anyway Glenn okay well. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a good choice. Uh, so if you haven't seen Gremlins, go out and see it. Even though I spoiled the ending for you, wait, he dies. Yeah, and if you haven't seen Christmas, I mean, everybody's seen Christmas Vacation. You know, if you haven't seen Christmas, I mean that that's homework assignment number one. I, I had to take a I had to take a break from Christmas Vacation because I, I saw it I saw it too many times. I get you it. know what I mean. It just got too too much. Well, I'm back in my Renaissance because I for a while I hadn't seen it in a, in I don't know seven years oh really i came back to it i was like oh yeah that's what i like i you know 
someday I might watch it again. <laughs> but it's it's gonna have to be a while. Still too soon. You know, I mean, I like watching movies. You know, mm-hmm. uh, every couple years I'll watch. You know, watch mm-hmm. them again and stuff like that. But um, you know, Christmas Vacation is like it's one of those things where I think during the holidays I would see it like three times. You wow. Know? You'd be over at somebody's house and right. oh, we're watching Christmas Vacation. Right. Then you go to somebody else's house and like, oh, we're going to watch Christmas Vacation. Okay. And then you're at home on Christmas Eve and they're showing Christmas Vacation. And it's like, okay, well. And you do that over a period of 15 years and, uh, you You've know. You've seen it 45 times. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, I, I'm taking a break from Christmas Vacation. I'm making up for lost time. Yeah. And I'm using it by watching Gremlins. There you go. That'll that'll do it. Die yeah. Hard. Aren't you a big Christmas Die Hard uh, guy die hard's good mm-hmm. you know um i like the uh i used to like the christmas carol version from the 1950s mm. but more recently i've been leaning towards the jim carrey animated christmas carol which we've talked about before which i still haven't seen uh, you need to see that one okay. I, I think animation really helps <laughs> bring that story to life i w- i would agree uh, uh yeah and, and a lot my, of possibilities you can explore. And my go-to is always uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Kind of, is it a Christmas movie? Is it a Halloween movie? I don't know. Kind of bridges mm. the gap a little bit. I usually like to watch that one around Thanksgiving because it's right in between. But uh, I think I think I have to watch Home Alone every year. Oh, man. I haven't watched that one in a while. I'd like to see that one again. I've seen it every year for 20 years, and I'm starting to get sick of it, but I just can't quit it. Like I just That's can't. a good one. That's a good one, man. That, it's a surprisingly good Christmas movie. It's amazing. Yeah, John Candy. Yeah, um, the guy. That the guy does from the thing. Uh, looks like Danny DeVito. <laughs> Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Uh, the guy in Captain Ron. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, not good at remembering people's names. Uh, you the know? other guy, his dad, he's in Pelican Brief. Yeah, um, absolutely, Pelican Brief. And then the mom is in uh, Home Alone 2. Okay. And 3. Yeah. I think. She was also in Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. As long as we know the movies they were in. That's right. It doesn't matter what their names Association. are. Association. But, yeah. No. Uh, Home Alone is a great one. Uh, I need to go back and watch that. I haven't watched that in several years. I've never seen Home Alone 2. Never in my entire life. I've never seen it. It's, it's all right. I think you can recreate. It's kind of like A Christmas Story 2. Right. You know? Right. I haven't seen a Christmas story in a long time. I, I can't do that one, man. I'm just, it's not, not that, it's not it's my thing. Too, and that's kind of how I feel about Christmas Vacation, too. Yeah. As it's too, too much. Too much. Everybody, yeah. It's everybody's, everybody's favorite. Yeah. Always on TV. I always. will say that, you know, the one, uh, the one that I will sway on is everybody loves It's a Wonderful Life. Yep. And I like it too. Mm-hmm. I think that's a bona fide good, good movie. Even though it's cliche, uh, I'm, I think It's a Wonderful Life has a lot of really good messages and people, it's kind of survived and grown and mm-hmm. people love it for a reason. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> He's excellent. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I think I think the thing with uh, Christmas Story and Christmas Vacation is that they're such a pop culture, uh, you know, people weren't buying the mugs, the, the moose yeah. mugs and the, yeah. the sweater that yeah. Cousin Eddie wears and, you know. Yeah, I'd like to get a hold of a Cousin Eddie sweater. That's for sure. Hey, Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> you can find anything on Amazon. Green Monday? Green Monday. <laughs> Maybe. Brown Tuesday? Um, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Brown Gentleman Golden. 
Monday. Um, Gold! But anyway, Glenn. Okay, well, th- this is getting me excited about watching some more Christmas movies. There you go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and watch Home Alone this year. I think that would be great for... Every Christmas Eve, we watch Home Alone. So That's what we do. It's a good one. It's a classic. You know, we grew up with that one, but I can see, mm-hmm. you know... Um, I can see it kind of being kind of a classic now. You know, it's funny. Like when I when I got it when I was a kid, I got it for Christmas one one mm-hmm. Christmas. I think it was a first grader or second grader. Yeah. And right when it came out, <clears throat> and uh, back then I didn't care that it, it was such a good movie that I didn't care that it was a Christmas movie. I kept watching it after Christmas. Yeah. So I think I watched it into February, and eventually my parents were like, okay. Yeah. We're going to have an intervention. Uh, yeah. We lost the VHS. Yeah. Uh, and then they miraculously found it again. Right. Next Christmas. Um, yeah. But I, I can't do that now, though. Like, right. if if my kids had a Christmas movie on, you know, well into January, I'd be... It's always crazy. there. It's always digital. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, anyway, Glenn. Well, hopefully uh, your kids will have mercy on you, and... Uh, not do the same thing that you did to your parents. Well, they haven't had mercy on me yet. Yeah. So, well, I'm not holding my breath either on that <laughs> one. Uh, uh, but anyway, okay. Well, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go revise my Christmas movie list based on our conversation. Mm. I'm gonna move Gremlins up and uh, put Home Alone on there. Uh, number number two with a bullet. Do you actually have a Christmas list? Like, do you actually have it? Yeah, I've got a list up, of I've got now a list till of, Christmas. You, you've got not like a not itemized. I've got a list of. 10 movies mm. that I'd like to watch between now and Christmas, but I don't have them like on Monday, the okay. third, I'm going to watch X, you know? Uh, but yeah, I've got a list, okay. a list out there. All right. You know, well, you could even publish it, Brian. No, no, it's a private list. I don't share that with anybody. Siskel and McKinney's, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a private list. Yes. It's my Put private it on Google Christmas. plus. My private. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. throwing it out there. Put it on Facebook and then I'll okay. get hacked. Um, anyway, Glenn. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to go watch some Christmas movies. Okay. Uh, so I need to wrap this podcast yeah, up. Yeah, you got to get after it, man. Um, but anyway, that uh, that means that uh, I'm Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Stansbury. Thanks, everybody, for listening to episode 149. 149. <laughs> episode one, uh, 149 of the Gentleman Podcast. This, we'll this, this may be it for this year, Brian. That's true. It uh, we'll see you in 2019 in a couple weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Couple, <laughs> couple weeks. I, I think we might take a week off, right? Because traveling and all the Christmas movies I have to watch, right? Oh man, 2019. Yeah. What's gonna What's gonna bring? I don't know. Oh, we're gonna find out. We'll talk about it in a few weeks. Uh, so anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we will catch you in a few weeks. Merry Christmas. To you and yours. And a happy new year. Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>